two. Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are in our fifth and final episode of this series, Faith and Politics, and we're glad you have made the journey. And we know this has resonated with so many of you in this contentious election season. You know, I was telling Ashley that I remember when election season was like six months and now it's like two years. I mean, this is truly been a long, (laughs) it's been a long road. It's been a long road, but um, this episode we know will air the last Thursday before election day. And we just want you to know we're praying for you. Um, We pray that you vote with your convictions and we encourage all of you to get out and vote. We know the lines may be long. We know you might need to make arrangements or if you can vote early, know what's going on in your state. It isn't nationwide laws that apply to all of us. It's a little bit different everywhere. Um, But we really encourage you to participate in a very, very, very important election. Now, before we get into t- today's episode, I have a confession to make. I mean, my confession last week. Thank you all for reaching out. Oh my gosh, you guys. So you know how I'll confess that I asked a lady when she was due and she was not with child? Well, <laughs> um, a gal on Instagram <laughs> daily, this is for you, daily reached out on Instagram and said, hey, one time you asked me when I was due. <laughs> and... And then you immediately oh, caught you yourself. Have a history? No, 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 you no, have no, a just history wait. No, of this? no, stop this, stop this right now. And then you immediately caught yourself and said, <laughs> "Wait, you're pregnant, right?" <laughs> to which she was, she was pregnant. <laughs> so I'm still the reader oh, board is God. still one to however many times I've gotten it Woo! right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as all that. I promise you. I promise you. Oh, oh my god! Also, pregnant ladies are the best. You're a pregnant lady. I like you. I like your belly. I know. I'm just. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I know. I'm a fan. It's very fun, <laughs> y'all. If you aren't following Ashley on Instagram, shameless plug for Ashley's Instagram right now. Shameless plug. I'll she is it. posting the best <laughs> belly pics, you guys. It's just the best. It's. You need this in your life. This and pictures of kittens. It's on par. I mean, mm, shoot. I will not shoot. be posting any pictures of kittens, though. So if you are planning on following me just for the kittens and not for the bellies, please know that on my feed there will never be a kitten. I just need I mean, to know. I'm sure you could search a hashtag <laughs> if you guys no. do need your kitten fill. Not you. The I only know, cat I, I enjoy I'm- is Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat <laughs> is saving the whole earth along with um, Leslie Jordan. Does anyone follow him? I Mm-mm. love him. He is southern oh. and fun and hysterical. Oh yes, Highly I recommend. do know who you're talking about. Oh my god, yes, he's so funny. So anywho, Grumpy Cat's great, but everything else, no. <laughs> Here's the thing, you guys: cats are the worst. Cats are the worst. I think they're <laughs> creepy. I prefer them over dogs. Sorry. <gasps> no, seriously, I do. you're a cat totally person over a dog person. I love them. They're like the introvert of my dreams, right? Like they only like who they like. They go, mm. I don't have to clean up after they pee and poop until like it's time to clean a litter box. And I like them. Yeah, I think cats are chill. Oh, I'm like them. a happy golden retriever who's just smiling oh. all the time. That is oh, so who's me. drooling and jumping all the time. That's no, 100% me. <laughs> and you know it. 
Is there so a happier dog? Dogs are the three on the Enneagram? I think we are. Like eight, nine wing. <laughs> <laughs> also, cats can get fierce when they need to, like an eight, right? I know. I love it. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. It's oh, great. I just, I, I mean, is there a happier dog than a golden retriever? I don't know. I don't think so. We we definitely had one growing up, and I think you're right. Retriever. I think you're right. I do also, think they it's got one great of the hair. Dogs. They do. It's fabulous. Got great hair. I'm all for the great <laughs> hair. Okay. Well, there's that. Okay, that's not what I needed to tell you, people. It's this. <laughs> this is what I need to tell you. So, I discovered that if you're a Prime member at Whole Foods, my favorite pizza at Whole Foods is four ninety nine, and it can feed me and approximately one child and maybe even another if he's not that hungry for five dollars <laughs> but it was 50 percent off all frozen pizzas at the whole foods and the limit was 20 and i didn't want to be good that girl who mm. like went up to the limit so i bought 14 <laughs> and i saved 37 dollars. i got <laughs> i got i got pizzas for 250 actually That's i need impressive. to be celebrated for my frugality I because and then you do so here's the thing here's you the thing ashley do. knows this but i don't buy anything frozen you guys like my our freezer is consistently empty. There's nothing in there. Just I don't know. I don't know what to buy. I don't know what to put in there until I found these frozen pizzas and then I had to do it. Cuz even on frozen pizza you day, I go get it and we make it. I don't right. I just have them sitting there cuz I don't want my kids to see them. Maybe that's why I don't have anything frozen cuz everything good is frozen and my kids, I got one of those bottom freezers and I don't want them in there touching mm-hmm. all that. Was that why? Totally. The bottom freezer is a problem cuz we buy them like these little ice cream cones from Trader Joe's and they're tiny, tiny little like nutty buddies <gasps> yes, and they're like I love two and a half name. inches long, right? And they'll go sneak and like try to take them for sure. So the bottom freezer is a problem, but it's wild to me. You guys, the pizzas, she sent me a photo of them stacked up on her counter <laughs> and they were probably taller than Tiffany. Like I'm kid, I'm not kidding you. Like they were, there were so many pizzas. So I'm like, do you have an outdoor freezer? Like what are you doing with that? Because our, our bottom freezer is full of like meat and you know you know all the frozen foods from Trader Joe's quiches and yeah. potatoes that are ready made you just throw them in the skillet and you know some orange chicken like you know we got all the frozen food and so I was like how would you fit all those pizzas I can maybe fit three in my freezer on a good day like maybe and she got them all in there guys all she had in her freezer was some dumplings which was lovely because I love half dumplings. a bag and some collard rice I had a bag I had a bag of collard oh, rice that's been right. there for like six months yeah, throw that away. Think, you shouldn't be eating cauliflower I thinking, rice. Like, I know, it's Cauliflower disgusting. needs to go away, you guys. It's oh, it like, I'm away. so through with it. I mean, cauliflower is like that vegetable that won't die. Like, no one liked you in the first place, number one. Okay? No one liked you. Excuse me. And you then put you some curry powder on that thing and some paprika, some smoky pap. You're good to go. I mean, Don't it's hate. true. I'm sure you can have it like some kind it. of ways. But guys, come on. Pizza crust? Like, we, you can't no, be anything you, you want. You are a or nasty gnocchi? vegetable. Stop gnocchi? it. Cauliflower yeah, gnocchi? Come on. No, come thank on, you. guys. No. 2020's no. been hard. Don't make it harder on yourself. Correct. <laughs> Stop eating that. Don't support the cause, you guys. Don't support. So I bought it, you know, and then I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to swap this out for my, fr- like when I'm going to do fried rice. And then, of course, I don't because I don't hate myself. No. So then it just sits in the freezer. Correct. With half a bag of gyoza. So there you go. <laughs> Well, those are good. Worth it. There you go. Yeah, and they're like two ninety nine at the Trader Joe's. I had to do uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? I love that. But I'm I'm such a control freak. I don't want to have the, the fight with my kids about what's in the freezer that I don't buy anything. That's who I am, people. Now mm-hmm. you know. 
I get it. I'm not mad about it. We're all just doing our best. Even if you're out there eating cauliflower and you're very upset at us, we're sorry. But listen, guys, we're we're all doing our best. We're absolutely not sorry. She can speak for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drag me down with your apologies. (laughs) I say what I said. So true. Well, we've offended like half of our listeners, right? They were talking about cats, dogs, and cauliflower. I mean, my <laughs> lord, this is a great opener for faith and politics. Like, what an awesome foundation we've just laid. Basically, <laughs> we're not apologizing for how we feel. I mean, this is this is low stakes. Low stakes. We yeah, know we're right. not going to lose too many friends over the cauliflower Correct. rice fiasco, right? That's a good I point, mean, right? Yeah. You guys don't don't we've gained more listeners in the last five weeks than ever before so i think we're okay i think we're spitting out some truth but if we lost you on the collie then maybe it wasn't meant to be that's all i gotta say good point good point it's just not a match you know there was some initial chemistry but now you realize (laughs) this doesn't work like i just i'm not i'm not picking up what you're laying down and we get that we feel you (laughs) okay See, and now I'm just curious what else is in your freezer, but that's not us for another time. Oh, but you did so many things. So many Do you things. buy frozen meat? Well, I buy a lot of meat and freeze it. So um, okay. we, I just like to keep two weeks worth of whatever meals we're going to cook because it's easier for me to do it that way and get to the store. So there's like ground beef, um, pot roast usually is in there, like some Ooh, kind of chuck roast. Okay. And, you know, lots of chicken. So yeah, we we typically keep a lot of meat so we can do tacos and burgers and we have hot dogs. Our kids eat like six at a time. So I have to buy them in bulk. (laughs) Okay. In their defense, they're like 80 calories. They're just, they're fluff. You have to eat what? 12 to feel full? Apparently that's what my six-year-old seems to think. He's like, mommy can have another hot dog. And I'm like, no, you are rationed. Okay. You are on (laughs) ration. Pretend like you're at school and it's lunchtime and whatever was in your box is all you get to eat, except you don't have any friends to negotiate (laughs) with to get the Cheetos. Okay. Like you just have to eat whatever in front of you and I am not going to make you anything else. The the kitchen is closed. Kitchen's closed. Okay. Kitchen's closed. That's a whole word and a half right there. Kitchen is. is closed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's said at least three times a night in my house. The kitchen is closed. Kitchen Same. Is closed. Yep. 100%. Also drink water during the day instead of coming at me for extra okay. peanuts at night. Come on. Listen. Man. Say it, Tiffany. Mm. Good Lord, these children. They're going to have okay. to get a job. I mean, I know it's illegal, but we need to do, they can <laughs> pick some flowers, mow a yard. Like we got to figure something out. They need some they extra need cash. Um, I think the people need to know um, what your husband recently posted then on the Instagram because I laughed so oh. hard. My gosh, you guys, it was the funniest thing. So the kids in in my son's school, my older son, um, they just did this whole thing about voting. And so then they made these little cool printouts. And sometimes my little one, three-year-old, will participate. But they made these cool printouts that basically says, if I was president, I would be um, caring or funny. And they just pick <laughs> a, a you know verb that explains them. So then we posted them on their doors. Um, and now they start making things that they're hanging all over the house. And so they made this, this picture of my husband, which looks hilarious. It's like this round circle with him smiling really big. And then it says at the top of it, wanted. (laughs) A wanted sign. It's a wanted sign. And it says, dad, the bandit. (laughs) Just, and they hung it on our door. So when Cody got up that morning, it was just hanging on our bedroom door. It was one of the funniest things. So these kids they're they're keeping us entertained for sure oh my goodness i lost it you guys and he says and this is what i get from the people who don't pay bills in this house and i just <laughs> lost it i was like oh it's too good it's too good it's so true Oof. <laughs> oh, all right Jesus all right we need him all right ashley tell the good people what we're going to talk about today 
All right. Well, you know, we love um, Sarah Bessie has a great email. It's on mm. Substack and you do have to um, subscribe to it, but it's it's dirt cheap. It's like two fifty a month or something to be able to get some really great essays from Sarah Bessie. And Tiffany and I are long term fans like from the beginning mm-hmm. from the of beginning. Bessie's work and she right and she sent out this awesome email this week to just encourage people and she basically was just like you know what I'm gonna burn it all to the ground mood which I'm sure we've all felt in 2020 like she's like I want to quit everything I want to stop doing stuff I want to move to some remote place and she's like I want to quit everything and then she talked about her and her husband getting away they basically do this every fall where they can get away and kind of get a picture of where where they're going what life might look like and what they both realized during that time is not that God was saying for them to move or to quit or to do do anything different, but just to hold fast because the times yeah. are so tumultuous. And so she posted um, a little quote from Madeline Engel, um, her book, The Novel, A Swiftly Tilting Planet. And this is what she says. The world has been abnormal for so long that we've forgotten what it's like to live in a peaceful and reasonable climate. If mm. there is to be any peace or reason, we have to create it in our own hearts and homes. And so as Tiffany and I were just talking yesterday about what do we want to talk about in this this last week before election? What do we hope you could take away from this? What would be a blessing to you other than some good humor about all that random stuff we just talked about? What would be a blessing? And we really started thinking about, you know what? This either way this goes, wherever you stand, this is about to be a difficult time. It it could potentially feel very tumultuous. It could potentially feel very fearful or um, excited, even for some people, anxious for others. There could be a lot of fear that's um, leading to the election. I've already had two people reach out to me just to say, "Hi, I don't want to watch anything. When the when the results are in, can you just um, shoot me a text and tell me what it is?" And so I know some people are feeling very anxious and very afraid. And what we want to talk about today is is exactly what Madeline is suggesting, that we have no control over these big rocks in the world. <laughs> we have no control. We can vote. We do our part. We show up. We participate in civic engagement. We are you know, convicted about the things we want to have compassion about. Like We have control mm. over those things. But at the same time, we don't have the control. And so if we spend all of our time worried, anxious, fearful, and spending our energy on things we can't actually change and spending our energy on things that could potentially just not be helpful for our day-to-day life. And so we thought, let's talk about that. What does it look like to cultivate peace in our hearts and in our homes? What does it look like to go, hey, this whole year has been so abnormal. (laughs) Everything about it is abnormal and it has felt chaotic. It's felt uncertain. It's felt unfamiliar. And even now, many of us don't know exactly where we're headed, what our jobs will look like, what kids' school's gonna look like. Like, we don't know. And so I think that that type of thing is really important, not only to talk about, but to go, how do we be people of peace? And how do we sit at rest with one another, with God? And, um, and continue to cultivate it because we can have peace even in the midst of tumultuous times. It's possible. Yeah, and so absolutely. we want to talk about that today to be a blessing to you. Yeah. I think first we have to lay down our swords. I think this has been a time of I love that. screaming, yelling, and shouting at each other yeah, with those on. who don't agree with us or yes. even people who are on our team but think differently than us. Yep. You know, even even that language, our team, it, we're just so divided in Completely. this in this tumultuous time where there's really no end in sight and 
Some people might feel like everything's going to finally calm down next week. And some people feel like things are going to get worse than ever before. Half the country is going to be disappointed. Half the country is going to be disappointed. And so thinking, (laughs) okay, the only way forward is peace. The only way forward is as everything starts to settle, or even as it takes time and years to settle for, you know, whether it be financially for you, relationally, socially, um, politically, whatever the case may be. Yeah. We know that the first thing and the first way to walk in that peace is to lay down your swords, to stop, um, to just give up fighting, to just yeah. give up fighting, fighting in your home, fighting with people who don't agree with you, fighting at church, fighting yeah. with yeah. so many. I've talked to a few local faith leaders and they're just exhausted. They're just exhausted totally. of yes. thinking like, man, I didn't, th- I signed up to be a shepherd and I had no idea it would look Come like on. this in 2020. Come on. And just knowing that, oh man, everyone deserves peace. Everyone deserves yes. peace. I think it's, it's one of the greatest gifts that Christ gives us is peace, but we have yeah. to walk in that. We have to pick up that peace. We have mm-hmm. to accept that peace and we have to be a participant in that peace. That's so beautiful, Tiffany. I love that. And, you know, when I think about the Beatitudes, arguably one of the best and most challenging Mm. sermons in the entire Mm. Bible. But, you know, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And so when I think about that, I'm like, what is my role in this, God? And have I been a peacemaker? Like, am I a child of God who is a peacemaker? Um, Because that is one of the identifications it says here of the children of God is that they are peacemakers. And sometimes, you um, you know, you've probably heard sermons about this peacekeeping versus peacemaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so peacemaking doesn't mean that we don't ever disagree or that there's not sometimes tension in our values or our belief systems or that sometimes we're on different sides of, you know, an argument or a debate or a policy issue or a faith issue or a theology issue. But at the same time, blessed are the peacemakers. So what does it look like for us to continue to build bridges, to continue to love everybody, to continue to be people who can walk away, people who know how to stay, people who can be faithful? What does that look like? And I think that that's really powerful to start with just laying down the swords. And I agree, Tiffany, man, I've been exhausted this season. I'm sure you have too. And it is really tough to watch the body of Christ divide. But I also, as as a as a potential hope for people, one of the things I see in the body is that um, it, there's a real humbling that's taking place <laughs> because mm-hmm. the witness to the rest of the world has not been an appealing one. The public witness, I'm not talking about local on the ground. You know, we're we're both part of faith communities that are doing good, holy, hard Come work, on. holy um, and hard. Yes. And at the same time, yeah. And at the same time, we also see the public witness, and it'll be good for the church to experience a humbling because what did you win? You know, what What are we really mm. winning and who mm. did we really win and who are we really convincing and who are we really loving with the way that we speak, with these swords that are drawn? Like, what, what are we doing in these streets? So I think it's really yeah. important to be a peacemaker for they will be called the children of God. Also, I think it's so beautiful. I've, I've quoted this before and forgive me, I forget the scholar who first said this and made it famous, but... The goal is to be a non-anxious presence in the world, right? A goal, a par- part of peace, peacemaking is to be a non-anxious presence. Again, that doesn't mean you don't disagree with folks. It doesn't mean that you can't stand in your convictions. But a mm-hmm. non-anxious presence doesn't that just give you such a picture of Jesus? Totally. And to really live that out. And I love um, at the very end of that, Ashley, you said just about faithfulness, just really spoke on faithfulness and the idea of how radical it is to be faithful, to be faithful in this time. 
faithful to who God's called you to, faithful to the assignments that God has called you to, yes. faithful to the people that God have called you to, yes. even though they might be making you want to run for the hills. But <laughs> faithfulness is a is a pretty radical act right now as we pursue yeah. peace. Yeah. Gosh, what a beautiful picture. Faithfulness, that's exactly right. And I've heard Walter Brueggemann talk about God's steadfastness in the in the place of justice and righteousness. And he just talks about this unwavering God who never leaves and who never fails and who never, you know, gives up on us. And I think that I want to remind you alongside what Tiffany just shared that God is so faithful. And so no matter what happens next week and however you feel about it, whether you are rejoicing mm. and excited or whether you are absolutely Absolutely gutted and feel afraid for the future and the trajectory of our nation. We want you to know that we have a faithful God and that as you read through scripture, he has never been bound by the government. <laughs> he has never Come been on. bound. Even when the people were like, give me a king. And God was like, this is not the best thing for you. I don't yeah. think you should have a king. And he still did it anyway. God, his faithful, steadfast love. And he walked with the people and he journeyed with the people. And we see that in Jesus as well. His journey, his his walk, his, his deep abiding commitment, his non-anxious presence, man, that really hit me in the gut the way you said that, because that's exactly right. It's who God is in his faithful yeah. love. He shows up and he brings peace. And so what would it look like for each of us to continue to climb into the presence of God, to continue to hold on to scripture, to continue to hold on to one another and be honest and open about what we need during this time so that we can have you know thriving relationships? Because again, like Madeline Ingle said, it's it's hearts and homes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the place yeah. where we can really cultivate peace and affect change and choose how we're going to live regardless yeah. of how other people might be living and i just i really love that tiffany thank you let's be faithful people and if you're part of a faith community be faithful there yeah you know keep showing up keep loving each other yeah. gather to worship when you can gather to be together it's such an important practice whatever your whatever your community looks like it could be 10 people in a living room it could be a church that you attend on sundays or online i don't know what your vibe is but be faithful there because we need the body of Christ to have a faithful, loving witness in the world. Right. And I think after next week, hopefully, God willing, every other Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok post <laughs> won't be about politics. Right. But um, that might be <laughs> that might be my wishing. Mm -hmm. But all that to say as loud as we've been about our politics would be mm -hmm. would we be that loud about peace in the days to come and we've we're putting our vote to action you know our convictions into action but after that yeah. if you are passionate about uh women's rights if you're passionate about immigration yeah. if you're passionate about I, I just pray that wouldn't stop at your vote i pray that that would yeah. look like action in your local community there are people and places um, and hearts and homes that, that need yeah. served besides your own, right? And so yes. being able to bring the peace of Jesus wherever you go. And we often say at SIP, the, the Bible study I lead, be the good news wherever you go. Be the That's good so news beautiful. wherever you go. So I just mm. encourage you, um, let this be the beginning, not the end. Yeah. Let it be the beginning, not the end. Gosh, how powerful. I want to actually read um, the Be Attitudes Over You from the message version Ooh, as we yes. kind of start to wrap this up because, man, it just, it blesses me. And it also is such a good reminder of not only who we're supposed to be in the world, but who God is. And sometimes you just need that reminder of God's love and his faithfulness and who he is. And that in itself can guide peace in your home and in your heart. And so let's read this. Um, it's This is uh, Matthew 5, the message version. When 
Jesus saw his ministry drawing crowds, he climbed a hillside, and those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions, and this is what he said, You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you'll find yourself cared for. Mm. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your heart and mind put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Woo. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. Then you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God's to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. And I want to skip down to just one more part for you guys because I think it's so beautiful. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And so may all of that be who Mm. we are in this world in our homes, in our faith communities, in every sphere of influence that we have. And may the Lord bless each of you as you wait this week and as you trust him. Mm, Yes and amen. We love you. We're here for you. To God be the glory. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.